The food you eat can either be the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. Hello and welcome to episode 334 of Under the Call of MS. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode. Let's get to it. Some health topics. See what we have to talk about today. See, so yeah, proximal positional vertigo. Some different types of vertigo that I wanted to look at, learn about. See if I can learn some things from this. And they do call it BPPV, which is benign proximal uh, positional vertigo. And with this, it's one of the most common causes of vertigo, the sudden sensation that you're spinning or that the inside of your head is spinning. BPPB causes brief episodes of mild to intense dizziness. It is usually triggered by specific changes in your head's position. This might occur when you tip your head up or down, when you lie down, or when you turn over or sit up in bed. Although BPPB can be bothersome, it's rarely serious, except when it increases the chance of falls. You can receive effective treatment for BPPB during a doctor's visit. Just talk to them, let them know what. If you have any of these symptoms, the signs and symptoms of benign paroxysmal positional vertigo, BPPB, may include dizziness, a sense that you or your surroundings are spinning or moving, vertigo, a loss of balance or unsteadiness, nausea or vomiting. Signs and symptoms of BPPB can come and go and commonly last less than one minute. Episodes can disappear for some time and then reoccur. Activities that bring about the signs and symptoms of BPPV can vary from person to person, but are almost always brought on by a change in head position. Some people also feel out of balance when standing or walking. Abnormal rhythmic eye movements usually accompany the symptoms of benign paroxysmal positional vertigo. You should see your doctor if you experience any recurrent, sudden, severe, or prolonged and unexplained dizziness or vertigo. You should seek emergency care if you experience dizziness or vertigo along with any of the following following symptoms like a new different or severe headache, a fever, double vision or loss of vision, hearing loss, trouble speaking, leg or arm weakness, loss of consciousness, falling or difficulty walking, numbness or tingling. Uh, For causes, there is no known cause. It's often associated with a minor to severe blow to the head. Less common causes include disorders that damage your inner ear or rarely damage that occurs during ear surgery or long periods positioned on your back, such as in a dentist chair. 
also have been associated with migraines. BPPB has also been associated with migraines. Inside your ear is a tiny organ called the vestibular labyrinth. It includes three loop-shaped structures, semicircular canals that contain fluid and fine hair-like sensors that monitor your head's rotation. Other structures, otolith organs in your ear, monitor your head's movements up and down, right and left, back and forth, and your head's position related to gravity. These otolith organs contain crystals that make you sensitive to gravity. For many reasons, these crystals can become dislodged. When they become dislodged, they can move into one of the semicircular canals, especially while you're lying down. This causes the semicircular canal to become sensitive to head position changes it would normally not respond to, which is what makes you feel dizzy. it's, It's like I did have, see my ear, nose, and throat specialist last week and to work on finding out what's up with that increased uh, problem with my uh, left ear having like a vibrating, piercing, stabbing. Oh, great. It just started <laughs> talking about it and just start doing it. Uh, I haven't had it for a while, so it's kind of weird that it just happened to pop up right now as I'm talking about ear-related issues. But uh, stabbing, numbness, tingling, uh, piercing pain when I hear other myself talk, hear other people talk, hear a dog bark, any type of noise around me, it amplifies it and pierces it right into my ear. But what my doctor's got going on is uh, she wants me to try a numbing eardrop that numbs the eardrum. Do that like a half hour before I do podcast or whatever when I think it would possibly happen and see if that helps. I really wish I had those eardrops right now so I could test it out. Uh, But other than that, the next option, since everything else we've done to this point, we've had no luck with. uh, The next option will be cutting the nerves in my eardrum. Such is something I really don't want to do. It's like a seven hour surgery, I guess. And just got to go in there with tools and cut some stuff. She did go in there with some tools uh, last week when I was there. And well, first I had to go and get a hearing test that came out pretty much close to the one I had done in 2017. Not much has really changed, just different areas relating opposite of what they did last time but pretty much staying in the non-damaged hearing severely damaged hearing range uh just mildly damaged uh from years running like a 350 ton press in a factory and flame cutting just hearing that piercing banging cutting through the thick metals and being at concerts and all that stuff, being around a lot of loud noises throughout the years, but uh, 
Uh, yeah. So the hearing test came out about the same, so that was good to know. And then uh, hearing this, these options, it's like, I'll definitely try the numbing stuff. We'll go with that first for a while. <laughs> I don't really want to cut any of my nerves yet. I know we got that option for other issues I have, too. I'm not looking forward to, so. But the way I look at it, if I cut enough of my nerves, maybe I'll be like Dark Man one day, and I won't have no sense of pain anymore. <laughs> uh, I can be like Dark Man. But, uh, yeah. That was last week's doctor appointments, and then, of course, dental appointments, more testing and trying of the new denture layout and then hopefully we're gonna get the new dentures this week we gotta go in again and hopefully we'll get them pretty damn soon because i'm tired of swapping in and out other teeth all the time so all right another type of vertigo is central vertigo uh, this one is more well some conditions that can cause central vertigo are acid reflux and heartburn which is surprising or no that's not yeah that's not right that's <laughs> i'm looking at the wrong side of the page here uh the symptoms for central vertigo are spinning sensation uncontrollable eye movement, headaches, weakness, trouble swallowing, and hearing problems. Uh, things that cause central vertigo, which can stem from a disease or an injury to the brain besides these other causes of central vertigo are head injuries, Post-concussion syndrome has the potential to bring on vertigo. Even if you did not endure a concussion, vertigo could come about in the weeks or months following a head or neck injury. Medication side effects. Some medications include vertigo as one of the side effects. A few examples are blood pressure meds, antidepressants, sedatives, contraceptives, anti-inflammatories, and anti-convulsants. Brainstem trauma. The different parts of the central nervous system work together to maintain the body's balance and spatial orientation. However, everything travels through the brainstem. This makes the brainstem a very crucial spot to examine, especially if the neck or head has endured trauma. Vestibular migraines, according to NIDCD, vertigo and dizziness are common complaints in about 40% of Americans. Vestibular migraines are also called migraine-associated vertigo, migraineous vertigo, or migraine-associated dizziness. A, tub a tumor, it's not a tumor. <laughs> Whether benign or malignant, the tumor can cause central vertigo in people who have it. Any tumor that affects the function of the central nervous system can result in vertigo. 
the most crucial parts are the vestibula, vestibulococular nerve and the brainstem. Multiple sclerosis. This disorder of the central nervous system happens when the body begins destroying the myelin sheath that covers nerve tissue. As a result, scar tissue develops, which impairs the nervous system function. Various neurological symptoms may occur and get worse over time, vertigo being one of the first signs. Strokes. A stroke has two types, hemorrhagic and ischemic hemorrhagic. Stroke is due to abnormal bleeding on the brain, while ischemic stroke happens from a lack of oxygen to brain tissue. Vertigo is one of the first symptoms to occur during a stroke. Other stroke symptoms are impaired speech and facial drooping. Many strokes and transient ischemic attacks may also occur if a patient experiences these emergency care is immediately is an immediate necessity lesion of the vestibular nerve the cranial nerve 8 transmits information about a person's movements and positions into the brain if a lesion forms on this nerve it can affect the messages that the brain receives regarding your location and things around you and vascular diseases. Many conditions can affect blood flow negatively. Any of these disorders can lead to central vertigo. These include hypertension, also called high blood pressure. It is the constant elevation of blood pressure in the arteries. An aneurysm, which is a weakening in the lining of the artery wall. Atherosclerosis, a condition wherein plaque grows inside the arteries wherein over time it narrows and hardens the arteries, and an embolism, the lodging of an embolus foreign body, such as a blood clot or air bubble inside a blood vessel. vessel. Uh, the root cause of central vertigo determines the right care option for it. If it is due to migraines, medications such as triptans and anti-seizure drugs and stress reduction would help. For central vertigo, this is due to health conditions, including some tumors and multiple sclerosis. Symptom management is the usual care for them. This may include the taking of anti-nausea pills and drugs that reduce dizziness and motion sickness. So, And there's also upper cervical chiropractor is a niche within the chiropractor alternative medicine that focuses on the atlas, the C1, the top bone, and the spine. The atlas is the protector of the brainstem, a part that plays a critical role in development of central vertigo. So you can get chiropractic work done on it also. Lots of fun, very depressing information. I have lots of vertigo issues, but then if you got depression, might as well look into depression medications. I got Cymbalta. Oh, and of course, we got our wonderful 
telemarketers calling us all day today. This is like the sixth time so far, and I'm not even going to bother anymore. I'm sick and tired of answering them. But Cymbalta, also known as, in its generic form as Deluxetine, is used to treat depression and anxiety. In addition, Deluxetine is used to help relieve nerve pain, peripheral neuropathy, in people with diabetes or ongoing pain due to medical conditions such as arthritis, chronic back pain, or fibromyalgia, a condition that causes widespread pain, may treat anxiety with depression, chronic muscle skeletal pain, diabetic peripheral neuropathy, fibromyalgia, and generalized anxiety disorder, and more. It's an antidepressant, serotonin, neuropenephrine, reuptake inhibitors, inhibitors, SNRIs, uh, fibromyalgia agents, serotonin, neuropenephrine, reuptake inhib, SNRIs, I don't know why I keep trying to say that, Uh, you need a prescription for it, so consult your doctor before using, and before getting on it, consult the doctor if you're pregnant, uh, lactating, stuff like that, uh, limit alcohol intake while taking this medication, driving may you may, it may cause drowsiness or dizziness, so use caution with driving. Uh, yeah, and that's some side effects of it are xerostomia, which I don't know what that is, constipation, drowsy, dizziness, insomnia, fatigue, hyperhidrosis, anorexia diarrhea, nausea. Supposed to let your doctor know if you have any of the following serious side effects like confusion, confusion, easy bruising, bleeding, decreased interest in sex, changes in sexual ability, muscle cramps, weakness, shaking, difficulty urinating, signs of liver problems, It's like the other ones weren't (laughs) doctor-related side effects. I think those were just as bad, too. Get medical help right away if you got black or bloody stools, vomit that looks like coffee grounds, seizures, eye pain, swelling, or redness, widened pupils, vision changes. Uh, May increase your serotonin and rarely cause a very serious condition called serotonin syndrome toxicity. Uh, get medical help right away if you develop some of these symptoms like fast heartbeat, hallucinations, loss of coordination, severe dizziness, severe nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, twitching muscles, unexplained fever, unusual agitation or restlessness, uh, some serious symptoms of serious allergic re- reaction include rash, Itching, swelling, severe dizziness, trouble breathing, skin blisters, mouth sores. And it's just so wonderful that 
these things that are supposed to help one thing have all these extra things and another type of one is Wellbutrin. Generic name is Bupropion HCL. It says it's discontinued. Uh, made for major depressive disorder. It's an antidepressant. Neuroreferine, dopamine, Rio, the NDRIs again. Prescription is required. Consult doctor before. Using, getting put on, limit intake with alcohol, of course, may cause drowsiness or dizziness, so use caution with driving. Uh, and, of course, the side effects for this one is symptoms of anxiety, agitation, tinnitus, erigenous, zero, zero stomia, constipation, arthralgia, arthralgia, <laughs> concentration difficulty, dizziness, insomnia, hyperhidrosis, tremors, anorexia, weight loss, palpitations, nausea, diarrhea, acute abdominal pain, nervousness, dream disorders. Tell your doctor if you're having chest pain, fainting, fast pounding, irregular heartbeat, hearing problems, ringing in the ears, severe headache, mental mood changes. Uncontrolled movements, unusual weight loss or gain, uh, muscle pain, tenderness, weakness, eye pain, swelling, redness, widening, widened pupils, vision changes. Uh, some allergic reactions include rash, itching, swelling, severe dizziness, trouble breathing, and on and on and on. It's just, uh, that's why I'm not on a lot of these vegetables. Uh, different types of things. So. Alright, let's look into some nightshade vegetables. Which nightshade vegetables? Some common ones are eggplants, peppers, potatoes, tobacco, tomatillos, tomatoes. They belong, nightshades belong to the Salinacea family of plants. They include a lot of those things we just talked about. Uh... They're nutrient-dense foods that may provide a number of health benefits through their vitamin, mineral, fiber, and antioxidant contents. And some animal studies suggest that nightshades could have negative effects in people with IBD. More uh, research is needed in humans before recommendations to eliminate nightshades can be given. Uh, people claiming to have nightshade sensitivities have found symptom relief by avoiding them, though there's no research supporting this. Others have rare allergies to nightshades. Most people are encouraged to eat nightshade vegetables. However, if you have an autoimmune condition, you may consider eliminating nightshades to evaluate any changes in your symptoms. And that's where we go back to my thing where we Test out things. Try out things gradually and see how they affect are affecting your body. Uh, eliminating nightshades means missing out on some important nutrients. However, there are many other nutrient-rich foods you can try. Uh, nightshade vegetables contain important nutrients and provide many health benefits. Most people are encouraged to eat them. 
Other people may choose to avoid them due to sensitivities. If you feel that you're sensitive to nightshades, there are plenty there are plenty of other fruits and vegetables you can eat instead as a part of a healthy diet. So take that into consideration if you're worried about it or just test them out. Try one at a time and see how they go after you cleanse your system of everything and, and just try it out. Let's look into some healthy frozen foods that you can try out. Frozen fruits and vegetables are healthy and affordable way to increase your daily vitamin, mineral, and fiber intake. And I prefer buying them frozen because they're flash frozen at the factory. They aren't sitting around losing their... uh, good ingredients their vitamins and stuff and decaying away you want this way they're kept fresh by freezing them uh, frozen falafel is an easy and convenient way to improve your meals nutritional quality edamame is another plant-based food rich in protein and fiber that makes for a quick nutritious snack or side dish Frozen turkey meatballs are another poultry meat you can prepare in no time without breaking the bank. But now we're finding things like turkey bacon's bad for you now, we heard today on the news. We'll hear about all the other things. They just constantly change their mind on them. Chicken and fish patties are an easy way to add protein to your meals. Salmon and tuna patties also tend to be more Affordable than fillets. I should have brought my salmon patty recipe. That would have been a good thing to have at the end of this. But I don't know where it is offhand. Cauliflower rice is a frozen product with great nutritional value and versatility. You can use it in many of the same dishes as regular rice. But it has fewer carbs and may increase the fiber, vitamin, and mineral content of your meal. And I... I've been coming across it at better prices lately, and it's more readily available. Frozen brown rice might be the nutritious, low-cost ingredient you didn't know you were missing. You can work it into about any dish, and it fills you up more. Definitely way more than white rice does. Uh, Frozen veggie pizza crust are are a healthier way to keep enjoying pizza at night, and then you can add your own toppings, make your own pizza, and they have so many different types now. They have sweet potato crust, cauliflower crust, and I'm seeing chickpea crust, all kinds of different things out there nowadays, which is awesome. And the prices are getting better gradually. Greek yogurt bars are a healthy substitute for ice cream that will let you enjoy the benefit of probiotics while savoring a sweet treat, and then you don't have to eat the nasty yogurt. You can just have it in a frozen form, and it's like a treat. Ice pops are ice pops make for a healthy, refreshing, daily, dairy-free treat. Just be mindful of their sugar content, how you make them. Eating healthy doesn't need to be complicated or expensive. Your supermarket's frozen food aisle may provide you with a wide range of nutritious, convenient and affordable options to help you sustain a healthy lifestyle. But remember to check the product's nutritional information as you do with any other processed foods. 
This will help ensure that you pick the healthiest option or getting something that says it's good for you and then it's full of a bunch of crap that you don't want. Alright. Then we're just going to end it there. Today, that's a good portion segment of items for you to think about and hopefully something might help you out. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick shit out of the monster. Don't let them bother you. Tell your friends about us. Rate, review us. Like us. Don't like us. Whatever. We don't care. As long as you give us some type of rating. <laughs> no, we do care. But This is podcast for us to keep our brain active and going having listeners is just a bonus so but we'd appreciate it if you did like us to let us know and hopefully subscribe and get others to subscribe and get the word out us about us and we'll come back hopefully tomorrow with a normal thursday episode and we'll talk to you again soon be good